am doing our third installment today on our Family Values series. Have you guys been enjoying the series? Have you been inspired, okay, encouraged, and hopefully challenged? Okay, Jason has done a fantastic job the last two weeks. If you've missed out, please go and watch those pod or listen to the podcasts. Our sermons are available on our website or on any podcast app. So go and listen. He did be being present, patient, and kind in the first week, and then this last week on fighting fair. Okay, fight, start with me, fight for we, and forgiveness is free. Now, I don't have anything cool and rhyming like that today, but I do have something that I feel is the most important thing because Jesus said it was the most important thing. So I'm going to share it to you, with you today. What I want to share with you today is what Jesus said is the most important thing. So if you, do, if you only get two things right, get these two things right. Okay? And so today we're talking about honor, honoring God and honoring people. And then just because, you know, I'm always an overachiever, I'm going to throw honesty in at the end, which we're just going to touch on briefly. Okay, so we're talking about honor and honesty. I want to just pray before we start. You know, God, I thank you that you don't leave us on this earth just to figure things out on our own. You actually give us a blueprint. Jesus, you, you were so intentional about your family values that you've given us the way that to live that actually produces life, a way that, that um, helps our families to thrive. And so God, today I just want to ask that you would help us to align our values with your values, that we'd be able to look at our lives and see if there's anything out of place. God, if our priority list is mixed up and there's wrong orders, Father, I commit every person to you today that's in this room, that's watching online, um, that's going to listen to this in the future. God, I ask that you help us to see what our, what our life is saying, what our, what our values, you know, help us to see what our actions are showing us about our values. And Father, I pray that you give us the courage to submit it to you and to align our lives with your values. Won't you speak through me this morning, please, and share your heart with your people. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, so the, what I would love for you to take home today, or the, what I, the the sense I'd love for you to take home today is that when we value what God values, it produces fruit in our lives and our families thrive. So when we value what God values, it will produce fruit in our lives and our families will thrive. You see, our values shape our culture. So whatever we think is important, or well, whatever's important to us, is what's going to shape the way that we act how we do things, what we do, and how we do it. It's going to shape our families. Our families are formed, or the culture in our family is formed through what we believe. It's through what we find important. And so if we want, if we want our families to be life-giving, then we need to align our values with God's values. Because God's values produce life. It produces fruit in our lives, and we will see our families thrive. So I was praying for our family a few years ago. Um, I was actually praying for our whole family. I was praying for our child that we were going to adopt that we didn't have yet because we knew and knew we would have him, and now we actually have him in our life. So as I was preparing this and thinking back, I thought, wow, like, I was actually praying for him that day, praying for him back then, um, and now he's actually here. We didn't know he would be a boy, but he's here. So we had, I was praying for our family, and I felt like God gave me this picture of a tree, it was this huge tree with these with full leaves, with loads of shade going over, and really delicious-looking fruit on it. And it had this thick um, 
stump, uh, what do you call it, trunk, um, and these huge roots that were just going everywhere into the ground. And I felt like God saying, this is what your family is going to be like. That it's going to be like this tree that has all this shade that people can come and rest under its shade. It's going to have fruit that other people can eat off of so that they can be nourished and filled. Other people are going to benefit from the fruit in your family. And your roots are going to be deep, deep into me, deep into my word. And it's going to be a foundation that's going to hold you firm. And when we bought our house, we actually moved into this house that has this huge tree right outside our front door. And so from our house, you can see this massive tree with these huge leaves. And I mean, we couldn't build a stip because the roots were just everywhere. They were too deep. So we, we had to do a deck, but it looks amazing. But, um, you know, every time I look at this tree, um, I, I'm reminded of that picture that God gave me, that yes, this is what I want our family to look like. And does our family always look like that? No. <laughs> Can we... We're working, it's a, families are formed. It doesn't just happen. But this is the dream that I have for my family. This is the picture that I have for my family. And I want to do whatever I can to work towards that, to build into my family. And that takes intentionality. It doesn't just happen. We need to be intentional about instilling the values that we actually want in our family so that we can see the dream that we have. So the first thing I want to do is encourage you to have a dream for your family, okay? Whether you're single and um, student living with other students, have a dream for your life and your, your family. Or whether it's you and your siblings or whatever your family situation is. I'm gonna talk a lot today on like a, a family with kids because that is my situation right now. But please just put that into whichever, whatever your family looks like. Just translate that into your situation. Okay, so we've got to have a dream, and then we need to be intentional about instilling those values. And, but I do want to encourage you that if we instill God's values, like our values need to align with God's values, because that's when your family really is going to thrive. And so my favorite verse, I think I've read it to you often, it's Psalm 1, 2 to 3. And it says, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So it's not about, it's not a, it's not a picture of somebody that's religious that's going to have this. It says those who delight in God's word. It comes through relationship. So when we, when we our, line, our hearts are aligned with God, it produces life in us. We delight in living the way that God wants us to. It's a joy to live the way God wants us to. And then we'll be like these trees that are planted and we will prosper in all we do. And God is quite intentional with his family. So, you know, God has a family. The, the Israelites were God's family. That was his people. He, he called them his own. He called them his family. And he was very intentional with instilling the culture that he wanted in his family, a culture that was life-giving. And so if we look at Deuteronomy 6, Verse 4 to 9, this is the story of the Israelites. They've been in the desert for 40 years now, and the old generation has passed, and it's a new generation that's coming, and God's ready to send them into the promised land, this land that he promised them would be flowing with milk and honey. And he said, I want to send you into this land, and I want your families to thrive in this land. But here's the culture. Here's the things you need to, need to be doing, need to be living according to in order to thrive in that land. And so Moses gives them the Ten Commandments again and re-goes goes over again everything that God had said to them. And then in verse 4 it says, Listen, O Israel, 
The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. He's saying do whatever you need to to be reminded of God's values, of what it is, how he wants us to live. When you're putting your kids to bed at night, find opportunities to share those values with them. When you're driving them to school in the day, when you're on the road um, going to work, find ways to remember them, to remind yourself of them constantly. Put them up in your house, wherever you need to, to be reminded of the way that God wants us to live, of his values. And this is the culture that God wanted for the nation of Israel. These were his values. God's heart was that they would have his heart, that he, that, yeah, that he would that they would delight in living the way that he wanted them to live. And so if, we, if God is so intentional with his family, we need to be intentional with our family in order to, to, to build the family that we want to. And when we value what God values, it produces fruits in our lives and our families thrive. And so what are God's values for our lives? What, what is, if we could just, if, if you said to me, okay, what are the, the two, top two? Like, give me two things that I need to focus on. What's the most important thing? If I'm going to start being intentional with my family, what's the most important thing? Where should I start? And I'm going to argue that it's with honor. Okay, because in Matthew 22, 36 to 40, um, a religious leader is trying to, trying to trick Jesus and trying to get him to, like, ask a question that he can't answer. And so he says to him, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? What's the most important? If I only get one of them right, which one must I get right? And Jesus replies, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So if you get nothing else right, just love God. Just put him first. Honor God. Put, make him a priority in your life. Because you know what? Everything else is actually going to fall in place if you get that one right. And then he says this, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So just as much as we love God, we actually need to love people the same. We need to honor people. He goes on to say the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. So everything throughout the entire Old Testament, every time God sent a prophet to speak, every time um, Moses spoke to the people, all of that is wrapped up in these two things, to love God and to love people. And how do we love, how do we value our relationship with God? How do we value people? I believe it's through honor. And I want to encourage you today as I share this, to, to take honor and make that one of your values in your family, to honor God and to honor people. So honor just means to value. It means to place worth or to give weight to someone. And the opposite of honor is dishonor. And that actually means to take lightly or to treat something as common or ordinary that is actually valuable. So something that's, you, something that's valuable, you're actually just treating like ordinary or common. Okay, and so when we talk about honoring God, it's actually giving God the worth that he deserves. And I love those songs that we sang today. Like those words, that word in that first song always shakes me, where it says, um, what does it say, sir? <laughs> what? 
Nothing, nothing, nothing is more important than you. Thank you. Nothing is better than you. <laughs> Thanks, Dino. Um, nothing is better than you. Every time I sing that song, I ask myself that question. Is this, is this true? Is nothing in my life better than God? Because sometimes I feel like my marriage is. Sometimes having the best marriage is like so important. But is that better than God? Is God truly the best thing in my life? Is there anything else that I enjoy more than God? In Isaiah 29:13, this is God speaking to the Israelites. He says, and so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. We can stand here and we can sing, there's nothing better than you, God. You are worthy. But what are our actions saying? Does our lifestyle show that God is first in our life? Do, do our choices show that he is our priority? Do we honor God in our lives by placing him at the head of our homes? You see, our actions are an overflow of what's in our heart. God doesn't need our obedience first. He actually wants our hearts first, and then our devotion will follow. So if we give God our hearts, if we truly can sing those words and say, God, what I want is you. And even if maybe it doesn't seem true, I want it to be true. I want to love you more. I want to, to know you more. I want you to be first in my life. If we can get to that place, then our devotion will follow. Our lives will follow, but it starts in our hearts. It's not about ch behavioral changes. It's about a heart change. I don't not cheat on my husband because we have a contract, because we do have a contract called a marriage contract. We signed it. We both signed it. But I don't think about that contract ever. It's never in my mind. I'm not like, no, I can't, I can't cheat on Reese. Like, I have a contract. I need to be obedient. I need to obey the contract. You know? No, I love Reese. I love him. He's important to me. I honor him. I value him. And so I don't want to do anything that's going to mess up my relationship with him, that's going to bring harm to my marriage, because I love him. And that's the same in our relationship with God. When we love God, when we value God in our relationship with Him, we're going to want to live in a way that brings glory and honor to Him. We're going to want to protect our relationship with Him. And we're going to make choices that reflect that. So this was a value in our home growing up. Um, honoring God, putting God first was something that I learned from my parents. Now, we didn't, we didn't have... a a perfect family, okay? In fact, if I told you my story, you would probably tell me that I come from quite a broken home and with a pretty messed up life. Um, but my parents got this right. And I actually want to honor them today because this is what they gave me. They gave me a life with Jesus. And honestly, they could, have, they, they could have got everything else wrong. They got this right, and this is what mattered. So this one thing, I'm so grateful that they got this one thing right. And I'm one of six kids, so we've, I've got a big family. We've got, I've got two sisters, and I've got three brothers. And all of us love Jesus today. Okay, we've, I mean, even in my siblings, like, we've made mistakes. We've done, you know, we've lived lives. We've, we've won some things. We've lost other things. But we all love Jesus today. Okay, we've, in some capacity or, or other, like, our, all my siblings, I can tell you now where they are right now. They're in church. <laughs> 
because they love God, they prioritize God, and it's not a religious thing, it's a heart thing, okay? It's a, it's a relationship. We all have a relationship with Jesus, and there's fruit in our lives. Even through all the mistakes that my parents have made, they're in church now because they love God, and they prioritize Him. And I've seen time and time again, even when my dad has made horrific mistakes, I've seen him come back and repent and, and, and get his life right with God again because God has always been a priority. And so I wanted to share with you today three things that I actually learned in my family growing up that we've, three ways, three areas where my parents showed us that God was first, that God was a priority, where we honored God. And the first one is that we honored God with our time. Okay, Sunday was, t- was church day. That was a non-negotiable. There were times we pushed against it, but it always showed us that it, God is not an option. Church is not an option if there's nothing else better. If there's no sports on that day, if there's no party to go to that day, then we'll go to church. No, we went to church, and we said no to everything else. Okay, it was easier when I was growing up because Sunday was church day in general for most people. No one really planned anything. I mean, in my town, the shops were closed on a Sunday. Nothing was open. Like, you couldn't get anything except maybe the corner cafe. There was nothing else available. So it was easier. But today, it's not that easy. People have birthday parties on a, sat- on a, on a Sunday. It's, Sunday has become just another day of the weekend. Um, Sports matches, schools have things on a Sunday, which was unheard of in my time. But, so it was easier for us, but that doesn't mean because it's hard we shouldn't do it. Okay, if God is going to be a priority, we need to model that to our families by saying, church, we come to church on a Sunday, that's what we do. I bring my kids to church on a Sunday so that they know that God is first in our lives. He is a priority. And then we serve at church. My parents served at church my whole life. In church, out of church, they gave their time to God. And that's what we do as a family. My kids know, and as they grow older, already Riley served in TOTS for the first time, I think to the horror of some of the TOTS leaders, but <laughs> she had to be at two services last week because Reese was away, and she was like, Mommy, please, can I go serve the babies? I was like, yes, let's go serve the babies. So she, she was in the TOTS, and she was giving of her time, prioritizing her time for God's kingdom. And we bring our gifts, we bring our talents. Like I saw my parents bring whatever gifts they had, whatever God has blessed them with, they brought it to God's house and they actually built God's kingdom. And we saw that in them. We we saw that church wasn't just a religious duty that we did on a Sunday, it was a delight. They loved serving in God's house. Sundays was the best day of the week in our house. And we also saw them give their time in the week. We saw our parents reading the Bible. We saw our parents spending time with, them in, with God in prayer. Our parents got us together doing devotions with us. So they, they honored God with their time. Secondly, we honor God with our finances. Okay, this was huge in our family. We, when there was times where we literally had nothing, they still tithed. They still gave God. They still honored God with their finances, even when they were struggling. And that's something that has spoken so hugely to me. As a child, that was massive because it showed me that God truly was. It wasn't just lip service. They weren't just saying it. They were showing it. They were putting their mouth where their money was or their money where their mouth is. I can't show money where their mouth is. Okay, and they, they were honoring God with their finances. And they taught us to do the same. So when we got pocket money, we knew. We, put, we took 10% out. We took it with on Sunday to kids' church. And we spent the rest on probably sweets, I don't know, 
But, and that's something that's carried on into my life. And at some point, I realized that I was just doing it out of like duty. I was like, okay, pay tides, you know, because that's what I do. I've always done it my entire life, so that's what I do. And I heard somebody um, share on tithing once, and it shifted something in me. And so now what I actually do is when I load my payment for tithes, I stop, and I actually pray first. So I load the, I load the payment, and then I just say, God, like, wow, like I'm so grateful for you. God, thank you that you've blessed me so much. Thank you that we have a home. Thank you that we have everything we need. Thank you that we have food on the table. I'm so grateful. And then I press pay, not play, pay. (laughs) Um, And there's something that happens in my heart when I do that, because I never just want it to be about religion. Like, I want this to be something that helps me to honor God something that helps me to, to keep putting God first in my life. And so it's a great opportunity to actually um, use this to, to, to shift something in my heart. And God doesn't need your money. When Jesus was on earth, when they needed to pay tax, what did he do? He said, go, there's a fish there, there's a coin in the fish's mouth. He doesn't need your money. He can, God is God. He can do whatever he wants. But it's not for him, it's for you. Because God wants to shift something in your heart. Because he knows when you align your life with his values that you're going to bear fruit and it's going to bless your family. And so God actually wants this for us. It's not something he wants from us. He wants it for us. And so in our family, we honor God with our finances. And then lastly, we honor God with our lifestyle, with the choices we make, the way that we live, the way that we carry ourselves. You know, I've never, ever seen my parents drunk, ever. I don't think they've ever been drunk, I don't know, but we never saw it. <laughs> um, in, the, in the way that they carried themselves, they were honoring to God. They brought glory to God in their lifestyle choices. Okay? In, and for us and our family, we try to honor God and bring glory to God in the way that we act, in the way we treat people, in the choices we make. Every decision we make, we pray to God about first. It's not about, how much, okay, how much money am I going to get? Yes, that's a great choice. Or, um, is this what I want? Is this going to give me what I want? That's a great choice. No, it's God, what do you want? God, what do you want for our family? How can you use us to bless other people? And we take our decisions to God in prayer. So we honor God with our time. Gosh, I'm running out of time. We honor God with our finances and we honor God with our lifestyle. Because God deserves it. I was going to skip this, but I need to read this. Revelation 4.11, it says, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. This is the elders in heaven. John saw this vision of the elders in heaven laying down their crowns before God and singing these words over and over and over again to him. He is worthy because he is the creator of all things. The very fact that we have breath in our lungs is because God created us. And so he is worthy of being first in our lives. So let's honor God in our lives. Then secondly, quickly, we're going to honor people. Okay, honor originates in our hearts. It's a value we personally place on somebody. So maybe, you know, the Bible says, honor your mother and your father, honor your parents. Maybe you think, but my parents don't deserve honor. They're not great people. But honor isn't, isn't something that we place on people because of their actions or their responsibility. It's because God honors them. Our right view of people starts with God's heart for them. God created each person in his image, and so that makes them valuable. And so we, 
we place value, or we honor people because of the value that God has placed on them. We say this line in our family all the time. Where is it? Um, <laughs> we love all people because God loves all people. So if my kids have had an argument at school or something's happened, we say to them, guys, we love all people because God loves all people. Doesn't matter what they've done, we honor them in the way that we speak to them. Because when we value what God values, it produces fruit in our lives and our families thrive. So what does honoring people look like? Listen to this verse, okay? If Philippians 2, 3 to 4, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So do nothing out of selfish ambition. Sure. I want to read it in the NLT as well. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look, on, don't look, only, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Wow. Imagine what life would look like if everybody just followed this one verse. If we just chose to meditate on this one verse, and live this out, what would our world look like? Okay, everybody looking out for everybody else's needs. Worrying about other people. Are you comfortable? Are you okay? Are you satisfied? Are you... And you know what the irony is? Is that we would actually be happy. Because when we're looking after ourselves, it's inward, and no one's looking out for each other. But when we shift our focus outward, there'll always be somebody looking out for you. Somebody will always have your back if we would just take our eyes off of our own needs and actually place them on to other people. And what a testimony. What a testimony if every family in our church lived this out. What, like, if we honored people in this way, like, I think just hordes of people would get saved every day. They'd be like, wow, like, I want what they've got. I want to be a part of that. But instead, we have people that when you invite them to church, they say, oh, no, I've lived with some Christians before. Oh, no, no, I know Christians. No, the so-and-so's in that church, and oh, no, I'm not going there. Because we, yeah, we need to value what God values, and we need to live that out in our lives. And I think, I think if we do one thing, let's just put the scripture up somewhere in our house and just read over it again and again and again. Romans 12.10 says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Again, it's not about striving. It's not about trying hard to get this right. It's about allowing God to shift something in our hearts, to change our hearts, to align with his heart. Like God said about David, he's a man after God's own heart. Okay, there was something that he got, something that he caught, and he lived that out in his values. And again, he made mistakes. David made terrible mistakes, but he kept coming back to God. And he was still honored because of it. Because God doesn't need perfect. He doesn't need perfection. He just needs you. Okay, I'll say that again. God doesn't need perfection. He just needs you. He just needs your heart to be open to him. And then we will take delight. It will become the joy of our lives to live this way. We will love bringing honor and glory to God by the way that we treat people. And very quickly, how do we, in, in which ways, three ways that we can honor people. We honor people with our actions, okay, what we do, how we act, 
Um, we often say, or we've learned this at a pair, we learned a few things at this parenting course. Um, get into a life group that has a parenting course if you haven't done it, okay? Um, and so when we're busy talking to someone, our kids know that they need to come and they need to put their hand on our arm, Chris Hodges calls it the interrupt rule, and they wait to be spoken. Because they don't always get this right. Sometimes it's like, right, 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 and I'm like, shh. But they, but they know that they can put their arm here so that I know, I recognize, I see you, I see you, you're important, but this person that I'm talking to is also important, and I need them to know that. I need them to know that this person is valued by God, and so what they're saying is important, and so they wait their turn. I finish my conversation, and then it's like, thank you for waiting. We use that as opportunities to say, that person was important, hey, well done for waiting. Now you're important, what do you want? Okay, so there's little ways that we can bring this in to our kids. Um, another way is flowers. Riley, Riley loves picking every single flower she sees to the horror of most of my friends and family whose houses we go to because she wants to make perfumes and potions out of it. I don't know, she likes to mix all kinds of things. But we've had to intentionally teach her that when you walk down this road, you don't pick all the flowers because there's another person coming behind you and they also want to enjoy God's beauty. They also want to see what God has created. So we honor those people by leaving the stuff for them. When, we, when we, we unpack our groceries in the grocery store, I mean in the parking lot, we don't just leave our trolley in the, in the parking bay next to us because somebody wants to come and use that parking. And so we're going to move it and put it where it's supposed to be because we honor the people that are going to come and use this bay after us. There's so many ways that we can find ways to honor people through our actions. Yeah. Secondly, we honor people in our reactions. Whew. <laughs> this is a hard one, guys. Okay. We honor people with our reactions. When something's been done to us, how do we respond? Is it with honor or is it just with a hurtful response? And then we honor people with our words. Honor is a language. It's a way of, of speaking. And there's a way that we speak that actually brings honor to God. Because when we honor people, we're actually honoring God. So these two, these two things are interchangeable. You can't have one without the other. When we honor God and we put him first, we can't help but honor people. Because something changes in our lives and we start honoring people. And I'm going to close if somebody wants to come up. I don't know. Thanks, Jermaine. Um, and when we love people, it actually brings honor to God. So we can't say we honor God, but then dishonor the things that he places value on. When we honor people, we honor God. And I just wanted to throw honesty in there, which I don't have time to get to right now. But the reason I really did want to try and get to it is because I feel like that's what protects our relationships. Okay, loving God and loving people is all about relationships. We serve a relational God who loves people, and he's, he values our relationships. And dishonesty, lying, breaks relationships. And so I want to encourage you to place honor as a value, honoring God, honoring people, but also honesty. Okay, if there's, I don't know, when I was preparing this, I just felt like there might be people in this building or watching online that... Maybe there is something that you're not being honest with, with your family. Now, I just want to say to you that, that honesty protects. It's like a net that holds your family together. Make honesty a priority. We say to our kids all the time, in this family, we tell the truth. 
So if they, if they lie to us, if we find out they lie to us, we are going to punish them. We don't usually punish, but we're going to punish you if you lie. But if you, if you tell us the truth, you might still face a consequence depending on what the action is, but we're not going to punish you because you told us the truth, because we value that so much. I don't need you to be, I need, your, I need relationship with you more than I need your obedience. I actually need to protect our relationship. And so honesty just protects that relationship. So honor God, honor people, and be honest. So my question to you today is, do your values line up with God's values? We've all got a list of priorities, okay? Whether we've been intentional with it or not, there's a list of, of what's important to us. And I wanna just ask you to, to, to check, your, check your list. Look at, look at what your actions are saying and just, just check if God is number one in your life, if he is a top priority. And then look at your family and your friends and your colleagues and the checkout clerk and the person that puts your petrol in and check your heart in the way that you honor them. And if there's something, and if you find that you're not in a certain way, then don't just try harder. Go back to the first one and get right with God. Spend time with God. Allow Him to, to align His values with your values. So I want to just ask you to close your eyes. And I want to pray for you today. I want to ask God to give you the courage and whatever you need to, to, you know, just, to just connect with His heart. So God, I just lift up every person that's sitting here today, every person that's listening to this online. And God, I ask that you would help us to be like David. You said that you called him a man after God's own heart. Father, we want you to say that about us. We want our hearts to be aligned with your hearts. Father, for anybody that's sitting here, if there's an area in their lives where, where it's not lining up, Father, won't you just highlight it to them right now? Show us, God, where we're not putting you first. And God, we want to commit to surrendering our lives to you. You are Lord of our lives. You are worthy of all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. We want to choose today to put you first in our lives. And if there's anyone here today where God isn't even on your list, Maybe you have a list and you've, ne like, you've never even put God on there. You don't have a relationship with him. I want to encourage you to take that step this morning. God, if there's anybody sitting here that doesn't know you or that's never chosen to put you first in their lives, God, I pray that you would give them the courage to do that even right now. All you need to say is, God, I want you first in my life. I want you to be Lord of my life. I want to surrender my heart and my life to you. I choose to live for you today. Forgive me, God, for living my own way. Forgive me for making my own choices, trying to, trying to make my own way. I surrender to you, and I choose to live for you today. God, I commit everyone to you. I pray that you help us this week to love you and to love people. In Jesus' name, amen.